laugh a lot of times, though, talk about just my preaching style and being loud and everything. And, and people will come in now. Uh, Billy would come up to me for a service. Now, Brother George, I'm on medication, so if you see me doze, it's because of the medicine, not your preaching. I said, praise God. Thank you. I'm not putting you to sleep. Let's all stand this morning one more time to stretch your legs before I get started here. God stretches us. And, and God laid this on my heart about God is stretching our church. He's stretching our people. Uh, he's stretching me as a pastor and the staff. God is stretching the whole... I've been here 13 years and God has stretched Pleasant Hill. He has stretched and expanded Pleasant Hill in just a, in a mighty way. And... There's a lot of things that we go through in life that that God uses to expand us so that we can experience Christ. I don't know about you, but uh, me a lot of times, I get in a rut and get the same old, same old, and don't really get to see Jesus Christ in everyday life. He will use different circumstances, trials, our kids, our jobs, circumstances to stretch us, to cause us to rely on Him and to see more of Christ in us than we thought we really had. To experience Him in a more real way. So if you're being stretched this morning or going through something, God has a purpose for it, amen? But I tell you what, I hate waiting, amen? How about y'all? I want my stuff now. And so, but God has a, listen, God is always expanding His kingdom. So if He's expanding His kingdom, and that started in the book of Acts. That's not nothing new. If God is expanding His kingdom, and He wants us to expand spiritually. And there's a lot of people in church that God's expanding. I, I see people stepping up and teaching. They'll come to me and say, Brother George, I believe God wants me to teach, or He's wanting me to step up and, and see if that's my calling, and finding my calling here. And, man, you know Tim Crahan's getting stretched when he speaks, amen? He spoke at our men's ministry meeting a couple Tuesday nights ago, and uh, God stretched me. And he got God stretching Tad. I can look around numerous families. God stretching. I see some new families who've been here for about a month. God stretching you. You may be looking for a church. Well, the reason is God's trying to stretch you. And I'm telling you, with the times that we're living in and things that's going on around us, not just because you hear people talking. Uh, you've heard preachers say a hundred times these are the last days. But listen, it's time to get our houses in order. Amen. And get our kids in order. And, and listen, the government's not going to save us in this country, but only Jesus Christ is. Amen? And so I want to read this one verse. We're going to go to the book of Acts. But I love this verse over in Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah is writing to the children of Israel. Uh, they, 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 they got away from God. God's using circumstances to stretch them. And, but he's actually talking about not just through the Jews, but through the Gentile church. That when the, when the church got really just started the day of Pentecost over in Acts, how he was going to expand the church's borders, not just to the Jewish people and the people in Israel, but uh, after Jesus died on the cross, his salvation was made available to everyone, amen, to the Jews, to the Gentile alike. So he's talking about us today, how he's going to expand his kingdom. And here's what he says in verse 1. He says, Sing, O Baron, you have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You have not labored with child, for more for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says Lord. Now look at verse 2 and 3. He's speaking to Israel there, and he's talking about it. And he says, Enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. 
Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall do what? Expand. That's what we need to do today. Expand. I'm just going to tell you what. Since I was 18, I've expanded. Amen? How about y'all? He's not talking about that this morning. He's talking about spiritually expanding, okay? Spiritually expanding our, our faith. Stretching our faith. Uh, uh, seeing God do great things that He hadn't done in a long time in our life, in our churches. Amen? So He says, expand. You shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nation and make the desolate cities inhabitants. And my church will be around the world. The gospel will be spread around the world uh, to, to take things where there was death and now to bring life in them through, the, for, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just love you this morning. I pray that you'll show us what it means to be stretched. Lord, there may be someone here this morning who says, Man, I am being stretched from the door to the things I'm going through and things that are happening. I'm just being stretched. Being stretched is a good thing. It causes us to focus our eyes upon Jesus, and it causes us to focus, to get our eyes off of our situation and put it on Him. And Lord, I pray that you would stretch our faith, our prayer life. Lord, you would stretch this church here at Pleasant Hill, that we continue to spread the gospel in this community. It's not about us, but it's about you, Jesus. And we love you and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, you may be seated. I, I heard a story this week about a, a boy in North Arkansas won a bass boat uh, through, a, through a drawing. He had a raffle ticket. He won a big, brand-new, nice bass boat. And he, he come dragging it home to his wife. And she come out on the front porch and looked at it and said, Why in the world did you bring a boat home? Uh, we don't even have a lake around our house. You, you don't even fish that much, and it's a brand new $40,000 boat. What are you bringing home for? He said, I want the boat. I like the boat. I want to keep the boat. He said, but you don't fish. I'm keeping the boat. He pulled it into the garage and left it. Well, a couple weeks later, uh, the guy's brother come over to his house to see him and to see the new boat. And he knocked on the door and he said, hey, where's so-and-so at? He said, you won't believe this, but he's out back fishing. He said, out back fishing? There's no lake back there. He walked around the back of the house and out in the middle of a broad up cow pasture. This old boy standing up in the boat and he had it backed up right in the middle of the pasture. He's standing on the side of the boat going, he's just getting with it. His brother hollers at him and says, hey, what are you doing? He said, I'm fishing. What does it look like I'm doing? He said, man, people like you are giving Arkansas Kansans a bad name. He said, if I could swim, I'd come out there and jerk you out of that boat. Amen. We need the truth today, amen. God stretches us this morning. He wants to stretch each and every one of you spiritually where you're at. I can look back on my life, and when really, when I really started seeing God move in a mighty way, and His Holy Spirit started really moving in my life, God was stretching me. God uses His child. He uses different things in our life, convictions that we have, that He wants to stretch us. And, and listen, he, he wants to stretch His church. How many of y'all believe that? He wants to stretch this body right here so you'll experience more Jesus, not just church. Man, we got too many churches trying to have church. And when I mean that, I'm talking about coming and sitting down in the pew every Sunday hearing the same old song. Man, we got people going everywhere. Bless me, Lord. What's going on with that? Am I, am I keeping y'all's attention? All right, let's, let's get focused. This is the Word. This is not... Amen. 
Man, we got a lot of movement in here this morning. Okay, that's great. Let's just be still and know that I'm God, amen? I know I got one sick one, but I don't need 50. Amen? Listen, this is the Word of God. God wants to stretch us. I mean, everybody got quiet and every person got quiet when I said that, man. I mean, it's quiet. But God wants to stretch us this morning. He wants to... I'm just saying, God wants this church to experience more of Him than what we're experiencing. And y'all think we're there and we're not there yet. Well, Brother George, the house is full on Sunday. Things are going good. I had people ask me, so we need to do something. We're getting full. What are we going to do? We're going to keep allowing God to stretch us. Amen? I don't know what God wants to do with this church. Everybody says, well, you've got to have a vision, a building program, this. I'm going to keep giving to God, and He's going to work all things out for His good. I'm not worried about what God's going to do with this church. He's always had His hand on this church. Amen? And when it's time for us to build, we'll build. When it's time for us to do this, we'll do it. Amen? God will make a way because He's always stretching this church. And if you come to this church, you're going to be stretched. He's going to stretch you spiritually. He's, what do you say when He means stretch? Get you out of your comfort zone. Man, you just come to Pleasant Hill and you're going to get out of your comfort zone because we don't, we don't like your ordinary Baptist church. Amen? We done stretched that Baptist church rubber band to the limit. But it's not about denomination. That's what I mean. God, God is out to stretch us. Amen? Everybody's got a rubber band. And this is what God is trying to do to you. And, and this is our lives right here. Our lives are like this rubber band that I have in my hand. Now, if I want this rubber band to go, I'm going to make this thing go all the way to Randy over there. Watch this. I'm trying, Randy. One more time, I'll hold it up here. This is what we look like trying to do church sometimes, amen? We say, Lord, we want more of you. We want more of your presence in this place, Lord. I, I'm praying to you, I've got a sick child, I'm going in for surgery, I need this, I need a healing. Lord, my uncle's got cancer, my mom and dad are sick. Lord, I need this. And we'll come up and we'll say, Lord, stretch me, I know what, stretch me. And, we, and it seems like our spiritual lives aren't going nowhere. There's some of us that are coming to church or being dedicated to church and, and coming. And, and, and you hear me preach about being stretched, but you feel like that verse I just read, you're buried. feels like you're dead on the inside. Yeah, you can be in church every Sunday and still be a thousand miles away from Jesus. The ritual of going to church don't draw you close to Jesus. Paul said that in, in, in 1 Corinthians 15, 31, he says, I die daily. I, I had to die daily. And so if you want God, listen, every time God has stretched me in a circumstance, in a trial, stretched my faith, it, it is just pitiful to me further. And in the same way with this church, when he stretches our church, it just catapults us further. I mean, boy, when God gets a hold of your life, and you really now, you've got to allow him to stretch you. Amen? You, you can turn around and say, Lord, you're not stretching me one bit. But when you finally say, I surrender my heart, my life, Lord, I, I want to experience more of you, you better get ready. He's fixing to stretch you. I kind of like this. Amen? 
I mean, when I finally, when God gets me to the point and I can die daily and I can have a surrendering spirit, it's amazing how He just catapults me all the way to the other side. Now, I got one more somewhere. I'm saving this one. But I, I, number one, here's what we got to do. To be stretched and for God to expand His kingdom and what He wants to do in our church. And he wants to do this in our teenagers. So many times, church, we look around, and if we don't start getting our teenagers involved in church, I've heard this since I've been about five years old. They're the future of our church. No, they're not. They're part of our church right now. Amen? They're not part of, well, give them 20 years. They'll be a good church. Listen, I want our teenagers and our college students and our young people to experience Jesus and now be stretched. To feel what it means to experience Jesus on a daily basis, then to wait till they get, they got to be 45 for you can experience that. No! Jesus will stretch anyone in here that's willing. Don't you get tired of doing the same old, same old, and getting the same results? I mean, if you, you keep doing the same church the same way and not getting no results, church is time to do something. Now, I'm not talking about changing the gospel and the word of God. That, listen, God's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That doesn't change. But there's some, listen, there's some things in our spiritual life. If you want to experience God, there's some things you've got and I've got to do to change today if we're going to get more Jesus in there. I mean, you can't just walk into church on Sunday morning and say, Lord, enlarge my tents. Amen. Strengthen my stakes. Lengthen them cords on this tent. Make my tent bigger. This holy temple tent. Make it bigger. I mean, spiritually grow me, Lord. It won't happen by coming in on Sunday and hearing one sermon and then never showing back up any time of the week to be a part of the church. Now, the church isn't perfect. Amen? How many agree with me? The church isn't perfect. Why do people go look for churches trying to find a perfect one? The one they just came out of wasn't perfect. The one they're going to, listen, I'm, I got news for you. This preacher's all messed up. He ain't perfect. Hey, man, don't look at me like that. You messed up too. We're all a bunch of messed up people saved by the grace of God. Amen. And, and when we get on that level of looking, when other people come in and they need help, we look at them, we've got to stretch. God will stretch us and stretch out our hand toward them. We need a church that will stretch out its hand. You say, well, Brother George, I don't, I don't care what they look like, where they've been. When they come in church, this church is a hospital for sinners. We need to stretch our hand out and say, you need Jesus. Let me show you what he'll do, man. If you'll get plugged into the right church and the right atmosphere, it'll change your attitude. It'll change your character. You'll start living different actors. All of a sudden, Jesus starts stretching you. He starts stretching you. Listen, that, this is the greatest thing to be a part of is the church. Amen? I truly believe that, it, it, but it's got to be the right church. The right atmosphere. God's Word needs to be preached in the church. I mean, we, we, this is why the devil's winning in the church today, preaching a bunch of poems, a little blah, 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 and going home. God's Word is quit being preached. The blood on the cross is quit being preached. The Holy Spirit is not being preached. I die daily, surrender, serving. The gifts of the Spirit, serve, serve. Be stretched, be stretched. Is not preached in a lot of churches. 
my church. I don't run them all. I've had preachers tell me, I can't preach like you in my church. Well, that, maybe you need to start over and start with the right church. Because people need to learn, listen, I don't know about y'all, but I'm here every Sunday to preach God's Word, to challenge, to stretch it. You say, man, you, you, sometimes you preach straightforward. Sometimes I do. Maybe I need to get a little more political with it. I guess the Trump comes out in me. I don't know. Amen. But listen, I've always figured if you'll preach the pure Word of God the way it is, it'll draw all people to the cross. It's not about your status and what you make and your job title and what you've been and how much you give in the offer plate. That's not what church is about, but that's the way church is being run today. Don't say nothing to hurt nobody. Let's all get along. Let's just, you know, let's just, we're God's children. But we need to be challenged. Because if we're not stretched, we're not going to get to where God wants us to be in our spiritual walk. And listen, if we're doing church for us, then that's not a church, it's a club. If we're doing, I, I, it's not a church if we just do church for us, that's a club. If we're just doing church for us to keep the people that we have, and there's a lot of churches that do that. Listen, we need to be more than just a maintaining church. We need to be, listen, I've seen a deal on Facebook with one of my pastor friends. There's 44,000 people in Garden County that's not affiliated with the church. 44,626 to be exact. 44,000 people today aren't affiliated with no church nowhere. That's a, that blows my mind. That lets me know that God's not stretching the church enough. That's almost the, what's the population of Hot Springs? Well, just Hot Springs City. 34, 33,000. There's 10,000 more than thirty men church. The whole city of Hot Springs is not in church today. And we complain, well, you can't get people to come to church like they used to. I got a Greek word for you for that, hogwash. Amen? They'll come to church if Jesus is presented to them. And the blood of Christ is presented to them. And that He's the only one that can wash away their sins. He's the only one that's going to make your life right. He's the only one that's going to ever fill that hole in the middle of your heart that you're trying to put all the stuff in the world to get satisfaction. Only Jesus is going to fill that hole and you have peace that passes all understanding day. It's only going to come through seeking Him first. And we've got to get that message out to our church people and our churches. We cannot bring people into Jesus if we're not around Jesus. We can't expect lives to be changed through Jesus if He's not changing mine daily. I want to see Jesus do something. Amen. I want to see Him do something in my life. Weekly, I want to see a praise report from this church. Oh, Lord, Lord, you want to be what God did today. Amen. I mean, a church that is being stretched is also a church that's going to see Jesus moving in a mighty way through the power of His Holy Spirit. A church that's not being stressed and stays in their comfort zone doesn't see Jesus move very much. That's why I always say, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always be every time. Just keep our little few. Let's keep our church going. We've we got we to gotta keep the church. It's, it's, a, 
some people say, it's a sweet little country church for the We don't have many going. I said, that's not the point. It's not about how many going. It's about really how many is going. It's not about whether you have 25 in your church or 300, but are they being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit every week they're there if people's lives being changed? If they're not being changed, then we're just caught. We're not producing nothing, no difference than the world is if your life's not being changed. Listen, guys, by coming to Pleasant Hill the last six months, if you haven't been changed, I'm doing something wrong in preaching the gospel. This church is doing something wrong if your life hasn't been changed. I mean, I, I don't know about God. I just can't go to church every Sunday and not see God move. Bless their hearts, these four preachers say, Brother George, and, and I get comments all the time on Facebook about they say, man, y'all's altars are just full of people. He said, I wish our people would pray. They're afraid to get out of seat. And I said, listen, you've got, listen, pastors, you've got to challenge your church. It's okay to seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. It's okay to go to church as a church body being messed up last week. How many of y'all kind of blew it last week? I mean, man, you just, you know, really going good, feel full of joy, and some joy robber come by and just pack Hey, Amen. How many of y'all want to knock about the name of Jesus last week? Raise your hand. I can already see you. That's what I'm saying. We all come in from week to week. And man, we're like Velcro. If we don't die daily and allow the Holy Spirit to stretch me, I'll let everything in this world stick to me and get me down. But when I die daily and Jesus is stretching me, that can't nothing stick to me. I mean, He's constantly stretching me and molding me. Now, I'm not what I used to be. I'm not what I need to be to praise God. I'm more than what I used to be. Amen? And He just keeps stretching and stretching and stretching and stretching. Get out of the way, chair. Stretching. We're going to make that aisle wide next week. If you're going to give me an aisle, you're going to make it big enough this big boy and get out. Y'all know, I need a big run what? But as long as he keeps stretching me and stretching me, things of this world don't stay a hold of me. Because listen, when, I, when I'm not being stretched and things of the world attached to me, I start getting depressed. I start getting discouraged. I start getting negative. I start gossiping. Boy, there's a big one. I see the bus there. As soon as I say gospel, everybody says, oh, no, I mean. I don't know what you're talking about. You're preaching to her. Lay it on her. Amen. Every time I say gospel, y'all look at the person beside me. Lay it on him. But that stuff sticks to us. And it causes us to be depressed and down and out. Just as long as Jesus is stretching me in my spirit, and He's wanting me to go further than I've ever been before, experience Him more than I've ever experienced Him. I, when I'm being stressed, I don't have time to look at your stuff. When I'm being stressed, I don't have time to listen to your gossip. I don't have time. That negativity just goes, man, boy, He's stretching me. I mean, here comes that negativity, boy. It's like, Amen. I had two of them. But listen, when God stretches, first thing we need to know about God's stretching process in our lives is, number one, we've got to learn how to partner with the Holy Spirit. 
We have tried way too long in the church to do things without the power of the Holy Spirit and do it in our flesh. And you can only go so long. You can only do uh, church services. You can only do ministry so long on your flesh. How many of y'all ever run out of gas? How many of y'all ever worked in ministry and tried and tried and you worked? The harder you work, the harder it got. Amen? I mean, the harder... This is what happened to me when I first came here. The harder I would work, it seemed like the less pleasant he would grow. I mean, when I first came here, oh, enjoy y'all remember, we were a real small church. And then I was... First time they, this, is, this is the way it's been here. First time they called me, it's been a roller coaster ride ever since. Amen? Some of y'all, four or five that was here when I came, it was like, first time he walked in the door, hit the ground running, let's preach to us, let's go! God's got a message for Pleasant Hill. He's got a mission for Pleasant Hill. He's got a job for Pleasant Hill. He's going to do great things for Pleasant Hill. Let's go, guys. Man, it's been on a roll and on a roll. And, 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 I, and, and when I first came here, I've been here 13 years. I used to went, work harder to get more people involved. Man, there'd be weeks I'd work so hard, we'd have less. I'm thinking, man, I'm working harder, Lord. We're getting less people. Until finally, God finally had to just let me wear down in my flesh and remember, hey, passion and enthusiasm, you got to have it in ministry. I, I think preachers need to have passion and enthusiasm about God's Word. they got to have it with their people. But, but listen, you can't do everything just through your flesh. And I kept going, kept trying to do it through my flesh. If I had to drive to 50 houses that week and visit them to get them to come, I was going. And I figured out real quick... That the more I did, the less that it took away. It took more it took away from my family. And the more it took away here in other parts of my life that was really giving me the life, the sustaining substance of the spirit that I needed was just draining. And I finally figured out when, when, when that verse that I was talking about a while ago, the, the Holy Spirit is an incredible partner transforming us into an incredible people. When I first realized that if I'm going to preach, if I'm going to lead, everything I do, it's got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that means say, God saying no to George when George don't want to say no. God, we can do this, but this isn't what I want to do. I don't care. God, I've been here 13 years. I think I know. Don't look like y'all little angels. Y'all don't talk to God like that. I'm going to buy this car, God. No, no, you ain't. Well, I'm going to sign the papers and I'm going to pray that you bless it. If my credit goes through it, you're a weed. I know you've done it. That don't mean it's God's will. But then, until I figured that out, that the Holy Spirit is my incredible partner, ministry changed for me, preaching changed for me, my style, the substance of my preaching changed when I realize it's not just about my flesh and words and knowledge, not by my not by my knowledge, but my spirit, but by the spirit of the Lord, what Zechariah says, not by my mind or power, but through his spirit. What makes us great? The Holy Spirit is the greatest thing we'll ever have in this church house. It'll be better than our band. It'll be better than the preacher. It'll be better than the people. It's what sustains us. It's what's causing us to be stretched every week. It's knowledge and relying on the Holy Spirit. Man, every time we come in here, you are bound up and down. Just like this rubber band, being stretched, being stretched. Stretching comes through 
surrendering to the Holy Spirit. And this is what this is what uh, Paul. This is why Paul was so great of writing almost what 13, 16 of the uh, New Testament books. Is Paul was led by the Holy Spirit, not by men. If Paul felt like the Holy Spirit wasn't leading him into this town, he wouldn't go. But there was also times that Paul wanted to go to Rome. God had to slow him down. Paul said, in my flesh, I want to go preach to And God was saying, no, not yet, Paul. Not yet. The time is coming. All things work out for the good to those that love him in accordance to his, what? Plan and his will. And Paul is just like me sometimes. I'm going, Jesus. Whoa, hold back, Tiger. Come here. I want to go wrong, Jesus. I want to preach to him. Jesus, just hold him back. And then Paul finally remembered in 1 Corinthians in 15:31 that he said, Listen, I'm preaching the gospel and I'm a preacher of God's word. And, and, and God called me on the road to Damascus. But I feel every day, no matter how long I've been preaching, no matter how long I've been in church, I have to die daily to myself. That is the toughest thing to do, guys, is to die to self. Amen? You say, it's not that hard. Yes, it is. That's why God puts you in a predicament tomorrow where He puts you on a job or puts you in a situation like that you despise. Amen? Listen, dying daily, this is easy to die daily in church. Amen? I mean, we love each other in here. Or at least we act like it. Amen? But what about when you get on that job this week and you need patience? Lord, how am I going to get more patience? Jesus says, I'm going to hold the Spirit, I'm going to stretch you. Well, how are you going to stretch me? I'm going to put a two around them kids. And then people that get on your nerves and just step on every nerve you got this week. He says, I'm stretching. Have you ever been there? Don't ever pray, Lord. I'll do anything you want me to do. Watch what you pray for. You'll be, he'll have you loving the enemies, trying to preach to them, witness to them, love on them, trying to get them to come to church and play the deal. He'll have you, he'll have, he'll have some of us talking to your ex. Somebody said, that would be God. I'm going to tell you this, though. God will respect you enough. You can be civil with them. Amen? Stretch. Y'all need to hear what we need to do. Y'all, y'all, spread out a little bit. Give me some room. Y'all say, I'm going to stretch right now. Stretch. Come on, give me some stretches. Man, y'all need to stretch a little bit. There you go. Now, don't go to sleep. Just stretch. God stretches us. Listen, in John 14, 16, Jesus promised us the Holy Spirit. You don't have to live life on your own. I don't have to preach on my own. I don't have to do ministry on my own. Jesus said there's a person that's coming after me called the Comforter, the Helper. It's, a, it's called... The Greek calls it a paraclete, not a parakeet, a paraclete. That means to come alongside of, to be a helper, to be your guide, to be the one that's going to lead you into all truth. 
It's called the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you guys, the church today is going to do greater things than I could ever do. So I must go away so you'll become bigger. So you can be stretched. But you're going to be stretched. And that's why I say, listen, God can still change lives just as much today as He did in biblical times. But we, listen, the devil is putting a false sense in the church like, well, them things just don't happen no more. You know, miracles and healings and cancer being healed. Marriages being brought back together. Blended families getting along. Ah, that was biblical stuff. But, you know, today, 2015, we got technology. We got all kinds of stuff. We're, we're ahead of that. We are not ahead of the Holy Spirit. You're just not being stretched. He says, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper. There's that paraclete. That helper that He may abide with you forever. When you get saved, the helper's with you forever. Amen? Well, Brother George, what if I mess up next week and say a cuss word? The helper will be there to wash your mouth out. He'll be there. Well, what about when I need to make a big decision in here and get ready to marry? If you're a saved, born-again child of God, He'll be there. But He's going to be stretching you along the way. Amen? The more we get stretched, the more we trust in God. The more I get stretched, the more I know God can do and say what He says. The only reason people don't believe half the Bible of God really all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, all-everything, He's just awesomeness. If that's a word. God is awesomeness. And the reason people don't believe that, there's just no sagging rubber band. Amen? That's what a lot of our churches look like today, just sagging old people in the rubber band. God wants to stretch. The reason churches aren't going nowhere is they're just sagging. The buddy wants they die daily. Doom. Brandon is awake, guys. I just figured it out. Where did that go? Oh, you are awake, Brandon. Paraclete. We need a paraclete. We need the Holy Spirit. When's the last time you got out of bed first thing in the morning, your feet hit the floor and say, Holy Spirit, I got a big day today. I've got a meeting at work. i got to have... They're going to put me in the same orbit with the person that I despise. Then it works the same way in ministry. You know, God is going to drop me off in all the little heavenly angel cake food places. You know, I mean, just. I don't get up on Monday and come to the work and leave here and just eat angel food cake and drink, you know, hummingbird juice. You know, I mean, it just. Fluttering everywhere. I fight the devil just like you do daily. If not harder sometimes. And so I have to get out of the bed every day and say, Jesus, 
you know, where I'm going today, you know, so-and-so's here, you know, this is happening, they're having surgery, Lord, we're, you know, this is coming up in our church, Lord, you know where our church is at, I have to pray ahead of this church, not where we're at right now, but where God is going to take us, amen, where is he going to take us, not where we're at. That's why most of us never see Jesus. We don't pray, Lord, take me somewhere. Let me experience your power. You say, I don't know about the Holy Spirit power. Look at Acts 1, 8, 10. Michelle, put that one up there. You don't believe in Holy Spirit power. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Now, look here. Not only are you going to be a saved rubber band, he's fixing to expand the church. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all over the earth. Everywhere. I'm going to stretch this church out around the world. If he can stretch the church out around the world, he can stretch your life out wherever he wants it. Amen. This is what I love about the disciples. You hear a lot of sermons about the consequences on being disobedient to God. I mean, how many of you heard a sermon on that? I heard a preacher preach on it. Oh, thou shalt not. The consequences of being disobedient. But we never hear a sermon on the consequences of being obedient. In Acts, they got thrown in jail. In Acts, they got beat run out of the city for preaching Jesus. Go to that one in Acts. I'm fixing to get one. I ain't going to get nowhere near where I want to preach this morning. Y'all going to have part two. Chapter 2, 2 through 4. And it's, no, that's 3. Acts chapter 2, 2 through 4. She's not even watching me. I'm glad I don't look. Everybody's got one of these. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Chapter 4. Ah, my fault, Michelle. You're trying to keep up. Just be still and know that he's God and I'll get around it, okay? That was on me, not the media. Chapter 4. Let's just start at verse 1. You talking about being obedient don't get you in trouble? This is why a lot of Christians don't get in trouble because we... We're, we're fearful and we're not obedient. If you're obedient for Jesus, you're going to get in some kind of trouble. You're going to get stressed. But I just can't speak up on my job about Jesus. God says, oh yeah, you will. If you start dying daily, I'll stretch you. Well, how can I ever be a witness? How can I ever tell anybody about salvation? How can I ever lead anybody to Jesus Christ? He'll stretch you. It don't take a theologian to lead somebody to the Lord. All you got to do is, for by grace, you're saved. You say, listen, we are all born sinners. None of us are perfect. We all messed up. There's a big gulf in between us and Jesus Christ coming down on the cross and bridged over to the one-time sacrifice so that we might have eternal life through His blood. It's very easy. He calls upon the name of the Lord. Shall be saved. Don't say shall go to church and get saved. 
It'll say become a member somewhere in the church, and that'll save you. You can get saved going down the road in your car. You can get saved at home. You can get saved by yourself at a ball game, on the football field, in the shower, anywhere. If you'll call upon the name of the Lord, now, you've got to be drawn by the holy, here it is again, that helper is coming to draw now, Peter and John got saved. Now, Peter and the, the disciples, and this is Peter and John, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached Jesus, uh, the resurrection from the dead, and they laid hands on them. They're not praying. These type of hands, they laid hands on them. Amen? So, I want you to get that. And they put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of men came about... Isn't that amazing? They were obedient to Jesus, got thrown to jail for preaching, and, and through their obedience, 5,000 people got saved. I wonder what would happen if President Hill got radical faith for Jesus. How many people's lives? This building would be so full, we'd be putting them down the hallway. Amen? You say, well, we're full today. We should put, we put a few more. When's the last time your faith got radical and told somebody about what Jesus is doing in your life? Oh, I don't do that, Lord God. I'm scared. The Holy Spirit will give you boldness when you're stretched. Everybody can tell somebody about Jesus. Teenagers. I, hey, I want to say something. I'm proud of these guys on Wednesday nights in our impact youth. Went down there last week and I watched Tad every week because I hadn't been saying that to him, but I've been watching him every Sunday, every Wednesday. It's funny. Oh, Tad, every time I see him, here he comes in. He's got two chairs in his hand. Hey, Brother George. Where are you going, Tad? Got to bring in more chairs. There's more coming, man. we got a crowd down here. They had like 63 or 64 kids that are last Wednesday night. Hey. And that's saying something. These kids drive to come here. They drive. How many teenagers have got a car that's going to go somewhere to a church service on Wednesday night when they got their own, own driving wheels? And I see them come in here, and I, you can tell we're a redneck church. <laughs> Tires that tall, jacked up, and they got their arm hanging out and got their sunglasses on, and they pass the preacher saying, Preacher thinks I'm cool. Some of them will go, Hey, preach. I remember them days, amen. I thought the louder the radio, the more girls I could get. Amen? The cooler I was, the louder that radio thumped. I mean, I could shake the paint off the walls of my Jeep, I mean, in my truck. So I watched these kids come down, and they get out, and they all cool. They out there, they all trying to impress everybody. But when they come in there to meet on Wednesday night, Jesus is impressing them. He's impressing upon their hearts. That, hey, you may be a teenager, but I can work in your life. I can change the people around you. I can use you mightily for this gospel work that I have planned for. If you'll just be still and let me stretch you. Let me stretch you. And that promise is for anybody in here this morning. If you'll just be still this morning. I didn't even get to preach Acts chapter 3. That was my main verse. We'll do that next week, okay? I didn't get to the lame man. We just preached on partnering with the Holy Spirit today. 
But listen, if you'll listen, if you'll make a commitment this morning, we're just going to offer call. Partner up with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Partner up with the Holy Spirit this morning. Has He been sitting on your heart that you hadn't been wanting to do? Has He been impressing upon your heart? Some of y'all, it's just, you need to, man, find a church, man. Find a church. And you're here this morning. You've been looking and you've been visiting and you walked in and you're here visiting this morning. You know what that means? You're here this morning. That means God's stretching you. You're here. And then to the ones that go here, that pleasant heal. God's definitely stretching you. When's the last time? Now, if you've been here for at least six months to a year, God has, listen, the Holy Spirit has impressed on your heart to get out of your comfort zone somewhere and do something. Amen? Now, you may be sitting there and saying, man, Brother George, but, I, you know, I'm a busy man. I got a business. I go here. I do this. I got fishing. I got hunting. Bowl season's in now. Get up 16 foot. You'll stretch you. Amen? Jesus loves for us to hunt. How many of y'all agree? He just don't want us to do it in front of Him. He don't want to take a back seat to my bow hunting, muzzle loading, gun hunting, duck hunting, rabbit killing, snake killing. He wants us to seek you first, the kingdom of God, and then I'll bless you with all. You know them things he might be adding to me this year if I put him first? Might be the big bucks. You say, that ain't right, but Lord, prove it. He just said that he'll add those things to you. Number one, he'll add the blessing and the, the power of peace in your spirit that you got Jesus in the right place in the right position in your life for the first time in a long time. And it feels good, baby. Amen? It feels good to have Jesus on the throne of my heart. That's where Jesus wants to be with everyone in here this morning. He's got a throne. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father today. But he wants to be on every throne and everyone's heart in here this morning. And so God may be an activist. You say, I'm challenging because we need to challenge you. You need friends in this church that challenge you spiritually. I'll preach on that next week. I'm getting next week's sermon already. Let's get back to the other one. But listen, you, you, you need to allow God to be the, on the, sitting on the throne of your heart. You know, I, I look at it a lot of times that this seat is my throne. And I wonder if Jesus is sitting on the throne of my heart when I leave here Monday through Friday. I mean, is Jesus sitting there saying, man, we had a powerful church service. I moved in there. I spoke. People responded. You even responded, George. But then Monday gets here and then Tuesday. And listen, it's very easy to quit being stressed and to go back into the flesh. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's an empty chair. And then Saturday night we pray, Lord, I'm going to be in church, Lord, get back on my heart on Sunday. And he's right here. You had a great service, everybody was good. Why is it so good when I go to church, I feel so good? Because he's on the throne of your heart. That's why. So Monday, if, if he's right here Monday, and he's right here Tuesday, and he's right here Wednesday, and he's right here Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, man, when you get 
Sunday, we're going to knock the devil's socks off. Amen? I mean, we will have a worship service. Sometimes God just makes, Jesus amazes me. He gives us great services that play the heel in spite of me. And you. Of all the junk I bring in, and half the stuff I start, half the time in my spirit, maybe with other people, and he still gives us the spirit-filled stuff. It blows my mind how he moves in this church and still continues to move in spite of us. Where is Jesus this morning? I want you to look at this chair. Where is Jesus at? Is he in your chair this morning? Is he on the throne of your heart? Teenagers? Is he on the throne of your heart? Older adults? You say, well, George, I've been in church. I'm, I'm 65. Is he on the throne of your heart? Young people with kids. Is he here? Leaders in this church. You say, well, George, I teach. Amen. I'm getting to you. If you're a leader, a teacher, and up front in this church, until Jesus gets right here, you'll never know what the anointing of God is in your life to lead people to where you to lead them to where you've never been. And I always say this: you cannot lead people to where you've never been, and you can't give people what you don't have. You cannot give people what you don't have in here of Jesus. It's a good talk, but listen, you can't give it to them to change their life. So is he on the throne of your heart this morning? This chair is going to sit right here to an invitation. He's waiting on you. Amen. Has God been speaking to your heart? Maybe it's to be saved this morning. I don't care. I, I truly believe the church is full of unsaved people who have been going to church for years. Has God been saying, hey, this is the church for you, man? Man, I, I, you've been coming here. This is where I want you to plant it. I want to use you. I want to stretch you at whatever it is. I want, I've been actually, actually I've been stretching you to be baptized. I've been stretching you to rededicate. You've been in church, but you, you you feel like you're a thousand miles away, Jesus. He's stretching you, trying to bring you right back to this chair right here. He's stretching you this morning. You feel him? The Holy Spirit is stretching you in this place. Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. Lord, whatever. You're stretching hearts this morning. Whatever you're stretching on and pressing on people's hearts, Lord, I pray we'll be a people. Lord, that we'll forget everything around us right now. And Lord, I know it's 1225 in a Baptist church. But Lord, we only give, some of us only give you an hour a week. And it's hard for you to be on the throne of our hearts if we're rushing in here and worshiping and rushing out. Lord, I want, you, I want you to slow us down as a church body and impress on our heart what you want us to do. The decisions that we've been needing to make that we keep turning down Sunday after Sunday and walking away from your conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's apparently, it's my helper calling me saying, hey, I'm going to do great things in your life and heart and your family. Just give me a chance, but you've got to open the door. You've got to respond and let me in. And when you do, that'll be the greatest decision you ever make. I don't know what, where you're at this morning with Jesus. I don't know where he's at in your heart. But don't put him off no longer. Let him stretch you this morning.
Let him touch your face. Lord, we love you. Have your way in this service this morning. All praise God. Just have your way. Let us turn loose of all the world and everything that's stuck through us this week. Let us come and you stretch us and just purify us and clean us at your altar. Let us boldly approach your throne of grace this morning, no matter what our past looks like, no matter how many mistakes we've made, Lord, you're sitting there at the throne room waiting on to have that joy and that peace that passes all understanding this morning. Come, church, as we stand this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand quietly, come. Come to the chair this morning. Come to the chair. Quit putting them off. Quit fighting in your own flesh. And come to the chair and get him back in the right position in your life, in your family. Jesus be in position, the head of this church. Let us always worship you. He can wipe away any mistake. He can wipe away your past. He can give you a brand new start. Don't let the devil hold that all over your head and make you feel guilty. For the child of God this morning, there's no condemnation to those.